0: Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name's Kyle. In today's episode, it's the Waiver Wire Show, Tuesday night, recording this at 7pm Central Time here. Uh, I did put a bunch of player news. In the chat here, I'm just going to kind of roll through it real quick. You got uh, the Broncos putting Noah Fant on the COVID list. That's interesting. We'll have to watch his uh, reports all week to see if he can be cleared for Sunday's game against Dallas. Uh, Logan Thomas reporting that he's probably going to return to practice after next week. Uh, The last I looked, he was like under 50% rostered. So if he's available, he's a tight end worth scooping up. Corey Davis did not practice today. So it looks like he uh, is in doubt for Thursday uh, against the Colts. Uh, Tragic news here, Henry Ruggs was charged with a DUI resulting in death after a Tuesday morning fatal car crash. Uh, If you're holding on to to Henry Ruggs, he's safe to drop. Move on to somebody else, uh, whether it's Brian Edwards, uh, the next receiver. Uh, kind of in the pecking order, or otherwise uh, find someone else to to get there. So sad news, Henry Ruggs probably not going to see him for a while. Maybe not ever get in the NFL. Uh, Sean Payton said that um, Taysom Hill is progressing and on schedule in his recovery from a concussion. And I think they're trying to you know make it seem like Trevor Simeon is going to be the starting quarterback. But again, Taysom Hill was in a QB competition with Winston going into the summer. Uh, so I'm open to Taysom Hill. Maybe slide him you know for a dollar or two if you're doing free agent money as a quarterback potential. Uh, scoop there. The 49ers, Jeff Wilson going to be practicing this week. He's a guy worth stashing if he's available. Uh, Debo Samuel, this was a note from the game on Sunday saying he merged with a calf injury. We'll watch his practice reports. It doesn't sound too serious, but again, uh, that might make him missing a practice or be limited throughout the week. Mike McCarthy saying Dak's going to be full go for Thursday's practice. So I don't think he's going to practice Wednesday, but it sounds like Thursday's is the day. Uh, Dawson Knox, Uh, we thought he'd be out another game here, but he looks like he's day-to-day. He has a chance to play this week, so we'll watch his reports tomorrow. If he gets limited uh, on Wednesday here, that's a really good sign that he's going to go against the Jags. Chris Carson, uh, Pete Car- Pete Carroll saying he wants uh, Carson wants to practice next week, so we'll see what happens after the bye. Of course, the Titans with the Derrick Henry fallout, they signed Adrian Peterson. He's going to be a topic of discussion tonight. Uh, Brian Flores saying Will Fuller will not practice this week, so it looks like Week Ten. Uh, maybe he's uh, he's there for Week Ten. And uh, good evening, Justin. Uh, yeah, the uh, not not great uh, the the Henry Rugg stuff. Uh, it was also believed that yeah, Ruggs' girlfriend was with him and he, he had and she had injuries as well here. So sorry to uh, the family of uh, the victim there, Henry Ruggs. <sighs> we barely knew you, Henry Ruggs. Um, but Justin's asking, do I drop Gainwell and Madison, get McNichols, AJ Dillon, and AP as one of the backup plan? Um, so I'm, I can't remember what team this is for, Justin. Uh, I'm actually going to hop into a screen share real quick. And uh, I can't remember what team this is for. Uh, for you but I, I think this is the one where you have uh, Aaron Jones and maybe James Robinson so I think um, you're not needing a starting running back here so dropping Gainwell and Madison uh, Madison's a pure handcuff Gainwell kind of lost in the shuffle but Boston Scott and he might get muddy when uh, Miles Sanders returns but uh McNichols. McNichols has PPR appeal uh, with no Derrick Henry. I think it's easy to see. Even if you know with AP potentially getting touches this week, McNichols still has uh, you know a potential role, and he has the the passing down role. So I actually think McNichols might be more valuable than Adrian Peterson. So I like McNichols. He again, uh, it's difficult because I, I really don't think you're going to want to start McNichols, AJ Dillon, or AP uh, this week, unless you have, you know, a need at a running back two spot. So if you're looking for a guy to start this week, it's probably McNichols. If you want the long-term play, I still think it's AJ Dillon, uh, especially as you already have Aaron Jones on the, on the, uh, in the starting unit. Uh, good evening, Aiden. Um, and yeah, well, the thing, well, here's the deal with, the Raiders receivers is they already use three receivers and they all kind of had their own roles. So I don't know if this is a correct take that Hunter Renfro is going to have a big different, uh, you know, target appeal here. Uh, essentially they're going to, uh, they, they already had Renfro in the slot. They already had Brian Edwards on the outside and Henry Ruggs as the other outside receiver. So that third receiver, that's going to be able to step in for them is probably Zay Jones. So if anyone that's going to have the biggest boost in value, it's probably Zay Jones. Uh, whereas Edwards and Renfro are probably still going to see their normal amount of targets, maybe an uptick of one or two targets more per game. But uh, I do like Hunter Renfro in PPR leagues as a player to hold on to Uh, my main league with Hill Jefferson. uh, So you got Aaron Jones and a Rob. Um, I mean, if you're looking for a guy to start this week, if no J Rob, it's probably McNichols in a game where they're going to have to throw the ball against the Rams. Uh, What's going on? Fabian pick up Peterson for Henry owners. Um, if you play in PPR, I think I, I think I prefer Jeremy McNichols. He is he's been a decent player for the Titans. Let me actually pull him up. Um, and the big thing, again, Adrian Peterson just walking in, uh, you know, one week of practice with the Titans. I don't think we're going to expect to see him get the ball 15 to 20 times. So Jeremy McNichols, he's been the guy that's been the RB two the whole season for the Titans. And you look at his numbers here, uh, he has, you know, a decent floor of five to six PPR points. So 6.3, 5.9, 8.6, a massive 16.5, 5.5, a 2, and a 6.3. So this is his floor already with Derrick Henry in the lineup. If you inflate that, you know, by two, three points, you're looking at a guy that's probably eight to 10 point floor. He's kind of like a JD McKissick type back, I think at the moment. So if he starts getting, you know, two, four, five carries per game, and then he maintains this three, four catch per game. Uh, I think McNichols is probably the safest guy to add here uh, and then again when Adrian Peterson comes in he's he's pretty much only gonna be a, a running back. He's not really gonna be utilized in the passing game. So I like AP but I don't think it's automatic. Uh, there actually might be some better running backs available here. I just want to kind of filter and see if I can find any players here uh, that might be of use. Uh, just filtering my projections real quick. Um, Michael Carter. If Michael Carter is available, I think I'd rather plug Michael Carter in uh, than go get Adrian Peterson. Uh, A couple other alternatives here. I I really like Boston Scott in a plus matchup against the Chargers. I think that's a a good running back too. And then there's Jeremy McNichols with the 10.1 projections. Um, So those are some some of the names that I'm looking for this week. My ad this week are uh, Latavius. Uh, Latavius is interesting. I just, I still find it really hard to trust that Baltimore backfield uh, especially since Devonta Freeman's been looking decent now. Uh, but Latavius Murray coming back against his former team, the Vikings, seems like a good play. And then, yeah, Pat Frymouth, uh, pretty good tight end option right now if you are in need there. Um, it, if For me, I play in PPR, so I'm probably going to lean with McNichols. Adrian Peterson probably doesn't have too much value in the passing game. Uh, but if you play in a standard league, I can see Adrian Peterson being uh, a little bit more appealing there. Uh, but for me, PPR, I'm going with McNichols um in this instance gainwell or ap give me adrian peterson because gainwell uh i mean it was weird he didn't get any catches or targets and that's what he's been kind of known for this season uh so for me he's he's kind of behind boston scott as as the runner the main ball carrier so i think adrian peterson probably has more upside and we know sanders will be back after the ir stint um yeah the free league is tough uh for me this year do i start schultz or higby Uh, interesting. Uh, Let me pull up. Um, So sometimes when I, when I get a lot of these questions, I revert back to uh, fantasy points allowed by position on the FantasyFellowship.com. So we're looking at tight end stats here. So you scroll on down to the tight ends, Uh, Dalton Schultz going up against the Denver Broncos and Broncos don't give up a lot of PPR points to the tight end position, only 7.79 PPR points per game to the tight end position, zero touchdowns on the season. Oh, right next to the Minnesota Vikings, who they just played last week. And then Tyler Higbee going up against, uh, who does Higbee play? Higbee plays the Tennessee Titans. So Tennessee giving up the 26 most PPR points here, 8.5. So it's both pretty bad matchups, but Tennessee's at least given up three touchdowns. I think I'm going to probably roll with Matthew Stafford uh, in this one here. Uh, the Fellowship League kill me. <laughs> yep we gotta you gotta go make some make, make some moves in the waiver wire here um I, i'm i'm not sold on latavius murray getting the work especially now that he's already got an ankle injury i i still think it's gonna be it's a carousel they're gonna use two or three backs yeah sure he might be the guy that gets the touchdown but you're kind of playing roulette with it uh where if he doesn't get the touchdown it's maybe it's 10 carries for 42 yards or something like that so uh to me that's not not something i want to trust in my lineups quite yet Um, but, uh, I'm going to get into some of the waiver wire report real quick. I just want to talk about fantasy quarterbacks for the week here that I like. Uh, I did have Derek Carr on the list. Uh, I did have Derek Carr on the list, but with no Henry Ruggs, that just means more Darren Waller, a little bit more Hunter Henry, a little bit more Brian Edwards, maybe a little bit more of the running backs in the passing game. And we'll see if they can replace that deep threat with Zay Jones. But if you need a running uh, quarterback to stream this week, uh, Daniel Jones versus Las Vegas is interesting, but it's probably two by Bailoa against the Texans. That's probably the best one. I do like Carson Wentz against the Jets. And then if you play in super flex leagues, that's where Mike White is interesting this week on a Thursday night. Uh, Taysom Hill is an interesting guy to put on the end of your bench. And then Trevor Simeon as well. It's a good matchup at home against Atlanta. Simeon can be useful. Uh, and then some guys to be ahead of. Uh, Tyrod Taylor. He might be starting this week against Miami. That could be a fun matchup there. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's expected to return in the coming weeks. If you have the, the IR space to stash him, he's worth a look there. Uh, but for PPR pur- or for <clears throat> Superflex purposes, uh, there's just a handful of names down here that might be available. So check your waiver wires. And then uh, Tua Tagovailoa is probably my, my quarterback to add for the week. And then we'll look at running backs here. Let me get caught up in the comments here. Uh, do I drop Alex Collins? I have Antonio Gibson and Derrick Henry. <clears throat> um, I think it's safe to drop Alex Collins. It sounds like Chris Carson's going to practice next week. And even the last two weeks, Collins just really hasn't shown us much. Uh, so I would be okay with dropping Collins. Um taking that juju middle of the field role. Yes. Uh, Pat Framuth looks pretty good. It also helped that Eric Ebron was, was not playing last week, but uh, Ben, you know, he doesn't really have that big of an arm anymore as, as most people know. So he's leaning towards Farmith a little bit there. Uh, so continue to use him. I just want to see how many percent rostered uh, Pat is because he should be a guy that's widely available in most leagues. And it looks like, I mean, he's down here on the list. He's only 8% rostered and the last few weeks with Pat, Uh, he's looking at a 14.4, a 12.8. He also had a nice week three, 11.2 here. So he's rolling. He's seen seven targets in both of the last two games. Uh, so I like that. Even if you remove the touchdown four for 44, I guess you'll take your 8.4 points from your tight end. So he's an interesting guy to stash, uh, for the rest of the season and maybe use as your tight end one Hunter Renfro or Jerry Judy at the flex. Um, so this one's a tough one because I mean Renfro is just a super safe, reliable, uh, you know, PPR target. So Renfro against the New York Giants, they give up the ninth most PPR points to the wide receiver position. Uh, so Renfro does have a nice matchup here. And then the Dallas Cowboys are actually right here. So Jerry Judy also has a pretty nice matchup. And uh, for me, I'm probably going to lean t- more towards that ceiling where Jerry Judy kind of got his legs underneath him last week. He came out, you know, unscathed. I'm probably going to go for the ceiling there with Jerry Judy. But if you want the safe play, uh, Hunter, Hunter uh, Renfro should be the safe, uh, the safe, you know, eight to ten point floor for you with some upside. Uh, and yeah, good evening and everybody. Hope hope you guys are having a good Tuesday evening. Thoughts on Parker. I love Devontae Parker. He he made my my waiver wire list the last few weeks just because he, he missed a few games and people were kind of counting him out. Um, so his percent rostership is, man, he's not even on the first page. Is that true? Did he shoot up here? Um, I'm looking for D. Parker here. So he's only 55.8% rostered, and his game with Tua last week, Uh, Keep in mind, week one against New England, he went four for 81 on seven targets, and that's with Tua. So 12.1 points. And then last week, his, you know, his technically his second full game with Tua, eight for 85 on 11 targets for 16 and a half points. So I actually really, I really like Devontae Parker for the rest of the season. This is a guy here uh, that you could probably plug in as a wide receiver three flex, or definitely he should be, you know, your number three or number four receiver consideration. So I like Devontae Parker. He's a guy that probably uh, should get a look at. Rank these three defenses, Saints, Raiders, Pats, Dolphins, Texans. For this week, uh, I got to look and see who everybody plays. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, For this week, the Saints against the Falcons feels pretty good. Uh, Raiders against the Giants. I like the Pats against the Panthers, especially if Sam Darnold is rattled. Uh, Dolphins against the Texans, that one does feel good, but I'd feel better if it's Davis Mills. Um, So if I had to pick one, I want to go with the Saints and then probably the Pats. And then probably the Dolphins, those will be my top three. Um, yeah, and that's, and that's what's strange is he had the concussion like weeks ago, and he's still not ready. So that's why I'm kind of hesitant and lukewarm on going out and getting uh, Taysom Hill here. Something something seems weird. That's a kind of a long recovery for what he had. So uh, I just I don't know if we're going to see him get the keys. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Mike White, we'll see. I might have to update that. Do I have free agent money in there? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I like the Jets trade. We got, yep, that was a good move. And it's I, I believe Michael Gallup is back this week. Let me actually look at that. Uh, and Michael Gallup's only 50% rostered, so I don't know why uh, that is. But he was designated to return from IR last week. He got a full week of practice in. I would assume that everything is going to be good to go with him. He gets Denver, Atlanta, Kansas City, the Raiders. So the next month or so for the Cowboys passing attack should be pretty fun. Uh, so Gallup needs to be uh, picked up if he's not there. Um, so CMC, I'm, I'm leaning towards him being doubtful this week, uh, especially a guy with a hamstring injury and consider like Michael Gallup is a good case in point. Uh, you kind of want to see the player go through a full week of practice, um, and then sit, you know, before that, uh, before he plays in the game. So I'm curious if he does not practice tomorrow, uh, that's probably a red flag. If he was ready to go and he's likely to play, he's going to be limited in some capacity tomorrow. So for me, I'm leaning towards being without him. Continue to hold on to Chuba Hubbard. Uh, do you think Pitts will have a double coverage on him every week now that Ridley is out? Um, probably, probably he's gonna, well, he's the easy way to say is he's gonna have the most attention from an opposing defense every week. Uh, Now, it depends on the schedule here. So the next four games for Kyle Pitts, he plays the Saints, the Cowboys, the Patriots, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Saints, Cowboys, Patriots, Jaguars. Let's go look and see at the tight end positions here. So uh, New Orleans Saints, one of the better teams against the tight end, 8.33 points. The Jaguars are on the list here. They're towards one of the top, so I can see a good game there. The New England Patriots uh, down here. 6.83 6.83 points per game, and the Dallas Cowboys up here. So uh, I feel comfortable with the Jaguars and the Cowboys matchups, where he should be able to get you know loose for some things. But the Saints and the Patriots are two tough matchups. Uh, so going forward, right now, I think it's going to kind of be boom bust for Kyle Pitts. Uh, that floor is not great. I don't know if we're going to see. It's probably going to be frustrating for Kyle Pitts the rest of the way. Uh, but based on matchups, I think it would be a good idea to secure a backup tight end or try to move him if you can. If someone's excited about Kyle Pitts, go ahead and do it. Uh, but the problem is they don't they don't use Kyle Pitts like a tight end. They use him like a wide receiver. So uh, he's going to be on cornerbacks instead of linebackers. So that does make it a little less exciting. Uh, but I still like Pitts. I just think it's going to be a little bit herky-jerky. Hunter played bad because he didn't score. He played bad because he didn't score? What? Um, no, I like Hunter Henry, man. <laughs> Uh, I'm fine with Hunter Henry. Waddle, DJ Moore, Javante, Darrell Williams, pick one. Uh, DJ Moore. Uh, Is this a start sit question? If it's a start sit question, I'm still probably going to go DJ Moore, but uh, Jalen Waddle might be a little too hard for me to ignore. So if it's between those two, I might lean Waddle. I think Wilson will take a lot of the Elijah Mitchell role. Not a lot of it, but maybe like so say elijah mitchell he's been getting 18 to 20 carries a game maybe that number comes down to like 14 15 uh especially at the start so it really depends on how good uh jeff wilson looks right away uh, he's a year removed from a pretty you know a pretty significant injury uh but i do think elijah mitchell's role will take a little bit of a hit maybe just like a 20 25 percent pullback on what he's been doing uh but definitely go and check out wilson on the ir because uh, running backs are fickle, man. It, it, if, if Elijah Mitchell has a calf strain or a hamstring go, all of a sudden we're looking at, at Wilson. We're looking at Sermon. We're looking at a bunch of guys. So continue to collect good backs on good running teams. Uh, does this increase or decrease Pitt's value with the news on Ridley? Um, it it, it, it kind of is neutral because we've seen him play already without Calvin Ridley. There was a few games where Ridley missed already, specifically that um, – was it the the Jets game? No Ridley in this game. It was the Jets, but this was the London game that Ridley missed and he blew up. Um, and then Ridley played last week, seven for 60 or two weeks ago, seven for 163. So that was good for him. And then last week, they kind of just, the whole offense was down uh, without him. So I think the last three games here, one game with Ridley, two games without It's kind of a mixed bag. I think he's probably going to settle somewhere into that, you know, six to eight targets, four to five catches per game. So I think he'll be fine over time. Um, do I like Carlos Hyde this week? Uh, I do like Carlos Hyde this week, but I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure the health of James Robinson. It seemed like he avoided serious injury. So uh, just a losing team, they should they should sit him and just make sure that he's healthy. Like he kind of is the best player on that team right now. So uh, I do like holding on to Carlos Hyde. And again, um, one of the biggest things that I do in fantasy football is I, I like to hoard backup running backs because all it takes, you know, it, it just takes a quick injury. And then all of a sudden you're sitting on some pretty big uh, guys on the waiver wire. So I like Carlos Hyde, uh, but um, it really depends if uh, he's, if James Robinson's in or not. And if James Robinson is out, Carlos Hyde, a high floor guy, he had six catches last week. He got 78 bucks um I got I got some wiggle room uh I I like the Tajay Sharp call uh that is a actually a very good call if we go look at the Atlanta Falcons offense real quick uh let's go to wide receivers and we're just going to look at the fantasy points on the season uh Tajay Sharp has been the second best fantasy receiver for the Falcons this year and interesting to note he's actually back with his former uh, the, the head coach right now Arthur Smith for the Falcons uh, he was part of the team that drafted him in in Tennessee. So uh, he's familiar with the concepts that Arthur Smith is putting out there on offense. And uh, I just, it, it feels like a good fit. If you look at what he's put on the season so far in, in the two games where he's had five or more targets, you know, solid floor, 9.3 points and a 10.8 last week. So uh, it's not a super exciting play. It's kind of like a Hunter Renfro type, you know, oh, I got my 9, 10, 12 points. Uh, but I do like Tajay Sharp as a sneaky pickup, and Cole Beasley, man, I love Cole Beasley. Um, e- it was an easy call to see that without Dawson Knox, you're going to see more Cole Beasley. Uh, if you have Cole Beasley, uh, he kind of has been known to, you know, be boom bust and kind of just lay an egg every time you start him, and then he blows up on your bench kind of thing. Uh, but he's playing really well. He's got just as many fantasy points as Emmanuel Sanders. And uh, it's weird because sometimes he'll he'll lead the team in targets. He's had 13 targets in three different games this year. Uh, And then two targets in just two other games this year. So hopefully he can kind of erase those, start getting his volume up here. So I I really like Cole Beasley. The last two games are a huge indication uh, that he's going to remain a healthy part of this offense. And then just look at the schedule coming up. Jacksonville, New York, New York Jets, and then the Colts. I really like those next three games for the Bills passing offense. Jamal Agnew is a good one. Uh, let me just go over the receivers that I have listed here. I do have Jamal Agnew under 2% roster. That's a good pickup. I do like Traquan Smith. Tajay Sharp made the list here. Nico Collins, if you're feeling dirty. Uh, I should probably highlight Brian Edwards. He's a guy that I'm kind of excited about. Marquise Valdez, Scantling coming back off IR. He's worth a spot in deep leagues. Uh, and Van Jefferson. It's a good matchup against Tennessee this week. And Van Jefferson, now that Deshaun Jackson completely out of the picture, Like Van Jefferson, he's running 90% of the routes. Uh, He's on the field a lot. He has no competition behind him for the number three spot. Uh, He's currently wide receiver 41 on the season, averaging 10.2 points per game. Uh, One, two, three, four games he's scored over double digits. Uh, The other four games here, he's only had a good game of 8.2. So still kind of boom bust, but man, seven and six targets the last two games here. Tennessee and San Fran uh, up next on the docket here. So I'm into Van Jefferson a little bit. uh, Some guys as we're moving up here. I like Elijah Moore. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but uh, Mike White and his targets are all very quick, uh, very quick decisions. So Jamison Crowder gets a boost with Mike White and Elijah Moore, just the last two games, has seen uh, 10.2 fantasy points and 13.1. Six targets in each, he get, he's getting carries. He's getting just involved in the offense. So I like Elijah Moore uh, as a potential hold here. Uh, let me look at some of the other guys on the list. There's Crowder, Rashad Bateman's worth a pickup under 20% there. Uh, I do like Randall Cobb and Tim Patrick as some veterans that you could probably throw out there in desperation flex plays. Uh, but Christian Kirk and AJ Green, need to be added they're under 40% rostered uh they're they're usually good for a safe eight to ten points every week here and they have been popping off for touchdowns this season and uh DeAndre Hopkins he has a little bit of a hammy issue so if Hopkins misses the game you're looking at Kirk or AJ Green having a really nice game Uh, I do think Will Fuller he's he's gonna miss this week so he's out if you can stash him on IR I do like Will Fuller as a stash play uh but Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched the, uh, the the snap count video that I put out last night, but Brandon Ayuk led the team in wide receiver snaps last week. So he finally puts a good game together, a season-high of seven targets, four catches for a season-high 45 yards. If he can stack this against a decent Arizona defense, I'm open to uh, Brandon Ayuk being a threat down the stretch because all of a sudden Debo Samuel, we, we just heard he had a calf injury from the game. Uh, I don't think it's severe, but if that gets hurt or dinged up in week nine, Brandon Ayuk is a guy, just look at this schedule for the 49ers down the stretch. From week 11, it's at Jacksonville, Minnesota, at Seattle, at Cincinnati, at Atlanta, at Tennessee, and Houston. Just a fantastic end to the schedule here. So that's why I'm all about... Uh, potentially scooping up some of the 49ers backs or guys like Brandon Ayuk. I think Ayuk uh could be he's he's the type of guy that, you know, he's got all the first round talent in the world. He's a guy that I won't count out as having a good second half of the season. Uh Michael Gallup, Devontae Parker, there's Renfro, Kadarius Tony, Cole Beasley, all those guys uh probably need to be scooped up. Let me see what we got here. Do I move him or keep Schultz and Pitts? Um Uh, Pitts is worth putting out on the sh- on the, sh- the trading block, see what you can get for him. I'm, I mean, I'm totally kind of okay with Schultz there. It's not really exciting to whip out Dalton Schultz, but he's been pretty productive. So uh, if you can find a buyer for, for Pitts, I think go for it. Otherwise, I think I'm just going to keep rolling with Pitts. Uh, Pitts for Logan Thomas is interesting. I'd probably aim a little bit higher. Who's the tight end streamer this week? Interesting. I'm glad you asked. Um, so tight end streamer this week, I think it's Tyler Conklin. Uh, going up against the Baltimore Ravens. Let me just show you real quick what Tyler Conklin's been up to this season. Uh, we'll go to tight ends here. So Tyler Conklin had himself a pretty nice um, Sunday night game. Uh, five for 57 on seven targets, 10.7 points. The week before, three for 71 on five targets. Uh, he's been he's been a good part of the offense. His worst game, you know, 3.5, 4.5, 5.8. Uh, but he does have some, some nice points you know, ceiling play here. And the reason why I chose Tyler Conklin going at Baltimore, if I show you the tight end fantasy points here, the Ravens allow the most points to the tight end position. They've allowed, keep this in mind, in just seven games, they've allowed 46 catches, 545 yards, and six touchdowns to tight ends. If you remember, uh, the Ravens were on bye last week, but the week before, you guys remember CJ Uzama running down the field for two touchdowns on the on on the, the Ravens defense here? So they allow almost 20 fantasy points per game to the tight end. Even if we get half of that, that's still 10 points from Tyler Conklin. So Conklin's probably uh, my streamer of the week. If I had to give you another one, I do like Pat Friarmuth against uh, the Chicago bears. Uh, the only issue with that Chicago's damn good against the tight end. They allow less than seven points per game to the tight end. Only one touchdown, just really low numbers. So they're pretty solid against the tight end position. Uh, so if you miss out on Conklin, uh, I kind of do like Dan Arnold quite of a bit uh going up against Buffalo Buffalo they are good against the tight end. Uh, they are here at twenty fifth they do give up two touchdowns, but it's about nine point four points so I think I would take that. So Conklin and uh, Dan Arnold are my options um <laughs> compared to his 11 12 points. Uh, this, so the thing with tight ends man, like you, you gotta you gotta know that sometimes tight ends, are going to put up a four or five point game. Look at what Travis Kelsey did last night. Uh, it happens. I think for the most part, you just don't want to get a zero from a tight end. So if, if you can get four to five points out of them, that's not bad uh, because pretty much every week, Hunter Henry has a good chance at a touchdown. So that'll come back. Patterson is sharp go up the most with Mel Ridley. I love Cordero Patterson. Uh, he, he is the best player on that offense for fantasy right now. Uh, and hopefully I actually think that they try need to find a way to get Patterson on the field even more. Whether that's Patterson lined up at wideout and Mike Davis in the backfield, I think they need to do uh, some more creative things with that. But Patterson, Sharp, uh, even Russell Gage, who I know he had a goose egg last week. I think Gage can be a useful player. Uh, Would I pick up Hyde and drop Gainwell? So I'd stack J-Rob and Hyde. I'm fine with that. That makes a lot of sense to me. Kenneth Gainwell's kind of just on an island on his own right now, hanging out with Sanders and Scott and Jordan Howard. So that's kind of messy. Whereas, you know, no J-Rob hides the next man up. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, What's going on, Andrew? Thanks for hanging out tonight. We had a non-PPR question. So we have CMC and Saquon as his RBs. I'm thinking of upgrading Saquon. Any guys that I should target for a running back too? Interesting. So upgrading Saquon, which means sending Saquon Barkley this week. So let's take a look here. So Saquon Barkley's value, I just want to look at his average uh, per game here. Where is Mr. Barkley? So uh, I know he left early with that injury, but I'm just looking at his game logs real quick. So we put up, if we remove this, so 21, 29, that's 50 points, uh, plus about 12 more points. So he's got roughly, what's his total? Um, He's got 64 and a half points in basically four full games. So he's averaging about 16 points per game. If we look around here and see, guys that are going to average about 16 points per game. It's kind of in this sweet spot of Daryl Henderson, maybe Joe Mixon, maybe I know James Robinson's dinged up right now, but he might be a guy that you could trade for. Uh, Leonard Fournette is an interesting guy. Maybe Nick Chubb, I think somewhere in this range, this 15 to 16 point range, or if you just want to lock in a safe and steady guy. Uh, so Jacobs, Chubb, Mixon, Daryl Henderson, uh, those guys all look like really good running back twos right now. And I think that's where I would start. If if you can get Cordero Patterson, go ahead and do it. I think that's a sweet move. Uh, but kind of, you know, that 15 to 16 point range would be uh, my option there. And I know this is non-PPR, so I don't know if that helps actually. Um, so that probably going to shave things down. But I think I gave you some good names here to look for. Guys like that, uh, that people might be a little bit, you know, disappointed on, but they're still good players. And, yep. Elijah Moore, man. He's coming around. Uh, Bourne, sneaky play. He was open a lot and got to target, but Matt had a bad game. Uh, Kendrick Bourne's a good player to have on the bench. I don't know. like It's never going to feel comfortable starting him, but he does have uh, – he's a part of that offense, and they like to use him. So I, I do like Bourne. Uh, rank these guys rest of season. Gallup Beasley and Brandon Ayuk. So – For Harris, so Harris usually plays non PPR. So for non PPR purposes, uh, that that means you want yards and touchdowns. Uh, Probably the most like the safest play of all the guys is going to be Cole Beasley. So if you want the most reliable player, it's probably Beasley. Um, Gallup's kind of that third fiddle in that offense. Brandon Ayuk kind of again like the the third, fourth main threat in that offense here. So I'm going to rank them: Beasley, Gallup, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Ty Johnson's an interesting guy. Um, Let me just filter real quick by the Jets. So he's not going to get carries anymore. That's like Michael Carter is going to get the carries, as you see last the last you know month or so. Like he's been getting double digit carries, upwards of fifteen, a career high fifteen carries last week. Uh, and then Carter eight and nine receptions the last few weeks, but Ty Johnson they do like him and he helps keep uh, he helps keep Carter healthy and just well rested. Uh, but with when when you're starting a guy like Ty Johnson, you're hoping for 10 to 15 yards rushing and you're hoping for you know five catches at this point. So his PPR usage the last few games has been pretty nice. He's a guy probably just worth putting on your bench in case of emergencies. Um, since Gibson ankle injury, his snap percentages have lowered by five percent every week. And yeah, so Gibson, and I think last week was a, a huge precaution. They just wanted to get him to the bye week. Uh, and They wanted to see what Patterson can kind of do there. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm optimistic about Antonio Gibson uh, the rest of the season. I know I probably shouldn't be, but uh, if we're going to call his bad, so his bad games were, you know, 7.6, 8.4 and 4.4. So uh, hopefully he rests up and we start to see him kind of trickle back up into these higher nines and 11s if he's going to have a bad game, but I expect more touchdowns in his future. Tampa Bay, Carolina, some tougher matchups there, but Seattle, Las Vegas, Dallas, Philly, Dallas, and Philly. I kind of like the back half of the schedule for the offense there. Um, He's kind of like old reliable for them. He's like he's like a he's like catnip for the coaches. Uh, they know what they can get out of him. They know he's just gonna if they need if it's third and two he's gonna get you two yards. You know he's he's pretty dependable. Um, it's just a veteran play there versus Boston Scott. Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell are both kind of tiny backs as well. Jordan Howard's the banger, so they don't really have another back like that on the roster with Sanders out. Um. Would I trade Schultz and Christian Kirk for Patterson? I would. I totally would do that. Go get Cordero Patterson if you can. Um, Evan Ingram sighting. He did so he got the touchdown last night, but man, like uh Jason Garrett sucks as the offensive coordinator. I just I see all these little these kind of bullshit routes that he has Evan Ingram doing and Evan Ingram should be running down the field not kind of just hanging around the line of scrimmage sitting five yards in front of the quarterback um, so kind of frustrated with it but Evan Ingram slowly putting together two double digit PPR games let me just pull up Evan Ingram's numbers here Uh if you play in PPR leagues I think that's you know it's worth considering he's only 24% rostered uh, but again the last two weeks uh 10.4 points 10.5 points if you really, I mean, if you remove week three, his, he's been a pretty productive player, I guess, on the low end. Uh, so if you need a tight end or a backup tight end, I like Evan Ingram here, a home game against the Raiders, and the Raiders allowing the fifth most points to tight end here. So uh, I won't be surprised if Evan Ingram has himself another decent Sunday. Uh, no problem, Andrew. Thanks for hanging out. Um, do you think I could trade Christian Kirk and Dalton Schultz for either Miles Gaskin or Michael Carter? Uh, I do. Especially, I mean, if you you find a team that needs a starting tight end and needs just a bench piece receiver, uh, go for it. I think I would prefer Michael Carter just because he's getting a lot more touches. Uh, Last week, he had uh, almost 25 touches in that game. So uh, if I could choose the one, I would probably want Michael Carter. (laughs) Uh, What Batum hate? I don't remember what you're talking about. I have no idea what that means. Uh, Matt, what's going on, man? Thanks for hanging out tonight. Uh, do you think I should drop Khalil Herbert for Jeremy McNichols? Um, so, the Chicago Bears, let me see. So, we have David Montgomery coming back at some point. The Bears are on bye after this week. So, if you don't plan on using Khalil Herbert this week, I think it's safe to drop him. You know, he's not going to be used the next two weeks. And I believe Montgomery's going to be back for that Baltimore game. And, uh, there's, I mean, I can spin a story where Montgomery and Herbert kind of split touches the rest of the season, which would be troublesome for both guys in fantasy. So I think if you needed to, to make the room, Khalil Herbert for Jeremy McNichols, that'd be kind of fun, uh, to, to go with McNichols and see what you can get there for PPR. I also have Gainwell. Should I drop him for either Parker or Gallup? Uh, yeah, go get Devonte Parker. Devonte Parker is the wide receiver to own in Miami. I think the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, I want to get back to, so I guess just some running backs. I wanted to shout out real quick. Uh, I don't know what to make of Derek Gore, uh, Kansas city running back here. If you wanted a guy for kind of like for free, Derek Gore looked good last night. Like, I I, I don't know. He's not going to provide much in the, in the passing game. That's kind of Darrell Williams's, uh, spot. Um, but 11 for 48, one touchdown last night for Derek Gore. I think he could be a guy that. Uh, has a role you know, developed on the season. I don't know when Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be back, uh, but I'm I'm open to just sliding Gore on the bench and seeing what happens. Um, uh, I do like, again, if if you have the ability to get Adrian Peterson or uh, Jeremy McNichols, I would say go ahead and do so. Uh, McNichols is a better PPR option, but I, I do think Adrian Peterson could be a guy that's worth eight to 10 fantasy points per game down the line, uh, especially if he's getting touchdowns. Um, if anything, I I really like A.J. Brown the most. If you're looking for someone to trade for, go trade for A.J. Brown. Uh, but other running backs here, Boston Scott, Ty Johnson, we talked about these guys. Carlos Hyde talked about him. Uh, Mark Ingram. We have not talked about Mark Ingram yet. And I, Mark Ingram looks rejuvenated in this offense. So last week, only 7.2 PPR points, but... Look, six carries for 27 yards, two catches for 25 yards. So he gets eight touches his first game with the Saints. And they get Atlanta, Tennessee, Philadelphia the next three weeks. Uh, you're, you're probably going to see Mel, or Mark Ingram start to get you know more than 10 touches per game. So he's the guy uh, where I don't know if a lot of people are going to be excited about him. He's 25% rostered here. Uh, I do think he's worth having on the bench, and God forbid anything happened to Kamara. You're looking at Mark Ingram getting you know 15-20 touches like he did with Houston. Uh, but man, those 15 to 20 touches in the Saints offense is a lot different than they are in the Houston offense. So I like Mark Ingram. He's a guy worth, uh, worth worth checking out here. And then we get some handcuffs. I mean, Ronald Jones is a handcuff. Sony, Sony Michelle handcuff. Latavius Murray. Uh, Murray's interesting. Let me pull up uh, Latavius Murray here. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can reach Aiden here and see if we can make some sense with this. I just I hate the Baltimore running back field. It is frustrating. Uh, Latavius Murray averaging eight point six points per game. Let's look at his numbers here. Um, so the thing is, he doesn't have a lot of ceiling. He's got an 8.8, a 9.6, 11.9, and a 13.6. So that's that's good, but those are all games where he scored a touchdown. Games where he does not score a touchdown, 2.8 and 5 points. Um, so this week he gets Minnesota, Miami, Chicago, Cleveland. So it's, it's actually a nice schedule shaping up here. I do think uh, if, if Latavius is out there, he's probably worth a, a pickup here. Cause again, the, he has been the main goal line back for the Ravens and the schedule does look pretty nice. So if you need someone, uh, Latavius Murray could be a guy that you plug in there as desperation running back too. Uh, but I, I, I did like, they, they do like to throw the ball here to Devonta Freeman. He's also scored touchdowns here. So he's looked kind of good. I'm just nervous. It's going to be kind of a 50, 50 split. Um, let me see what else we got here. <laughs> uh, could I bank on Dawson Knox be my end for the week? I wouldn't bank on it, but it's it sounded optimistic. It sounds like I didn't expect him to be labeled as day-to-day, but tomorrow's a big day. Um, if he gets a limited practice in tomorrow, man, like he's on track to play. So uh, we'll know informa- we'll, we'll know more information on Dawson Knox tomorrow. We'll see what what it is. But I, it sounds like they're leaving the door open for him to play, so I, I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, but I'll hang out for a few more minutes. If you guys got any more questions, please fire them up. Uh, I do have, uh, of course, the Thursday night fo- uh, show. We'll, we'll do all the start sits that you guys need there. I'm going to start filling those charts out after practice reports to come filing in tomorrow. But if you guys want to go check out the, this is all the the Fantasy Points Allowed stuff. Uh, go check out the fantasyfellowship.com. It's right here, Fantasy Points Allowed, if you want to check that out. Um, and then we'll get to, uh, I don't know, I'm just excited to get uh, to week nine here. We have a lot of things going on. Uh, at thefellowship.com, check us out. Tomorrow night's basketball show—if you guys want to hang out and listen to some some morons talk about fantasy basketball—but uh, it's a fun time of the year, man. It's November, November second. We got basketball, we got football, and uh, the football is starting to get pretty good here. There's a lot of fun stories. And uh, the trade deadline came and went. It's always a, a dud that trade deadline. Always hype and nothing ever happens. Uh, but let me see what we got here. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you for hanging out with us, Justin. Uh, would you have Miles Gaskin over Kareem Hunt right now? Hmm. I, I think I'm going to prefer Kareem Hunt. I'm going to prefer Kareem Hunt because we've seen him be very consistently good this year. Like he was almost better than Nick Chubb when he was healthy. So I would, if I, if you have the patience, I would rather have Kareem Hunt than Miles Gaskin. Uh, Just because he was a huge part of that offense and he was he was stable, you know, you could trust him. Um, And yep, talk about let's let's talk about some b-ball. But Astros is that tonight Astros Braves game seven tonight. We'll see what happens. I have no preference. I just uh, whoever I guess not the Astros. I don't I don't know. We'll see. Uh, But anyways, I'm going to get out of here. We'll see you guys on the live show tomorrow night. Check out the TikTok. Check out the fantasyfellowship.com. Subscribe if you are new. And uh, thank you for your time. Have a good night, guys. We'll see you later. Peace.